Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Hello, sex nerds. Hi, this is Sandra. Remember me? Yeah, probably. You're here, aren't you? Uh, I'm here in the studio with some wonderful people, and we're going to start the show about uh, cancer and sexuality and how absolutely important that is to talk about because most people don't talk about it, which is kind of a bummer because um, sex is awesome, especially when you're feeling like crap, right? Right? Yeah. 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 I know that when I'm sick, sometimes I'm like, I'll just lie here and you do naughty things to me and it'll make me feel better. And so I figure that's probably the case generally when you're feeling sick. Anyway, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is a very important month. Um, If you listen to the show that we recorded, um, I don't know, about a month ago or so called Taboo, you remember Elaine, my fabulous, sexy friend who also is going through uh, breast cancer treatment right now. Um, I am hoping that um, people might want to contribute to her her fund. So um, if you would like to contribute to that because it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and I don't get paid for this, so I feel okay Hmm. saying, hey guys, um, if you've got five bucks, uh, please contribute to her fund because she's trying to raise $5,000 so that she is not um, having to work during this time of treatment. I would really appreciate that. iheartmysharkfin.com uh, And that's my love for Elaine going out to you. Um, <laughs> and when I hear that uh, we have raised that money, because if we do raise $5,000, I will totally force her to put online the YouTube video we filmed about uh, pickup lines for uh, people who have cancer. And that was hilarious. <laughs> and she will not put it up. So if we do raise $5,000, which means every single one of you needs to actually give her $5 and then that can happen. And then you can all see the video and that'd be great because she will not put it up. Um, so I have to wave this over her head now. Anyway, that's that. Um, but I have in the studio, uh, two wonderful people. First, my co-host, uh, Dave Ross. Hello, Dave. Hello. Hello. Uh, and my, uh, new friend <laughs> named Rachel. <laughs> her name is uh, Rachel. We're gonna we're gonna pick that one up. <laughs> and my new friend Rachel, who I met actually at work. Yep. Um. Uh. Just total disclosure. I helped mm-hmm. Rachel find sex toys to help her be sexy mm-hmm. and stuff, even though she has cancer, because you can do both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. How did that work out? Oh, the sex toys. Yeah. It, they're they're great. Yeah. 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 It's just been weird, like, the first week, because uh, I started my first round of pill chemo, which is Aleta. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I went in, they're like, you have to put dil- uh, condoms on everything. And I'm like, everything? The Benoit balls? Yep. The what? Actually, they the what? I'm like, the Benoit balls. <laughs> yeah. What are those? Make your pussy stronger. <laughs> I'm like, you know, the balls you put in, they give you kegeling so that you're strong and you can, you know, your muscles get into shape. That's right. You're like a oh, vaginal bodybuilder. For? Yeah. I have no idea. Ben are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, um, I I've use, got two sets. <laughs> I use smart balls. Do you only use uh-huh. the two small, tiny uh, Benoit balls? No, no. I use the, um, it's, is it Joyco, the set? No, Lilo set. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Luna beads that have yeah, the with, different weights. Yeah, they have the different weights. And then I just got um, the purple box, um, Jeju. Is that yeah, it? the Jeju. How did that Oh, go? yeah. I haven't tried those yet because it was my first week of chemo and I was like, how am I going to feel? <laughs> like Every day was like, am I going to get sick? And so I didn't really do much this mm-hmm. week, but I've got my condoms ready and my lube and starting this week, I'm putting them in. <laughs> ah, bad fitness time. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. It matters. Yeah. I should probably do that more. Yeah. And I do when I work out and do yoga. <laughs> Yeah, and they shot out once when I was doing yoga. That was funny. It oh, that's like, right. Yeah, they shot out my yoga pants, and but, then I had to like, wait. What? <laughs> I had I had the Lelos in, and I was doing yoga, and I did downward dog, and they shot right out my vagina. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and I was like straddling back to the bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> laughing hysterically in the middle of yoga class. <laughs> did anyone? Can anyone tell? No, no, no. Just okay. me, because you know they were there in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, but I'm definitely going to put the condom in and put them in yeah. every day because it does matter. It mm-hmm. makes a big difference. Yeah. 
No, totally. Um, before we get like deep into this, <laughs> that was amazing. There we go. Um, I guess <laughs> that there was a tip for you. There was a tip. Um, I have a tip, uh, just the tip, for anybody who's having any sort of sexual uh, functioning issues or um, are going through any sort of treatment for health issues. Sexuality is really important to ask your doctor about like, can I have sex? Or um, this is uncomfortable. Why is it uncomfortable? My penis isn't working. Why is my penis not working? These are... Uh, important signs of possibly other health issues. Um, it's important for your doctor to be aware of this and to hear you and be able to give you information back. Now, if they kind of stutter and act really weird and kind of brush it off and don't really acknowledge that, that this is an important part of your being, that is a sign that you probably want to see a different doctor. That isn't a sign like, if, if you feel any sort of shame or weirdness uh, about the way they react to that. That's, that's not on you. Your doctor should be able to talk about the health of your whole being, including your genitals, including your genitals. Hmm. Uh, so, um, and th- some doctors are just afraid to bring it up because they think they'll make their patient uncomfortable. So, some of them are just wishing they could talk to you about it, but they just don't know if they can. Um, so, please bring it up. Um, it's important, and plus, it's fun when they are a little uncomfortable to watch them squirm a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's about uh, the funnest thing in the world to do that. To people, <laughs> honestly. And this is this is going to sound crass, uh, and this is totally off topic, but I I did that to two people who heckled me walking down the street uh, yesterday. What? It's what? the best thing in the world. When you're a guy, you might occasion to get called gay in public. <laughs> it just happens. Really? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen to me so much anymore. I don't even remember what the situation... It was like three in the morning. I was outside of an open mic, and these guys yelled something at me, and I told them that I would fuck them in their mouth. <laughs> And they ran away. It was awesome. Oh man, way to turn that around. It's great. That's that's really amazing. Um, I don't know if that would work for me. No, probably not. But they don't like nobody who goes like, "Hey, Lesbo." I'm not like it. Just doesn't. That doesn't. Yeah. What What would the uh, What would that be? Just you're fat. Basically, would be like to make me try and make me feel bad. I'll be like, "Yeah, I ate a few things. It's fine." No. I hate a few <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what you could say to make them uncomfortable. Oh, um, um I don't know. I probably talk about your vagina you at you. all. Yeah. Just saying the word vagina, it'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I don't really get called angry things in public. Why are people calling you gay randomly on the street? Uh, well, this people just do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they just, they do, just it. do it. Um, I was. Uh, Seriously, like in Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at this particular open mic, my friend Peter, uh, who isn't gay, got gay bash, got punched in the face oh. for being gay. And it's not like a bad part of town, but it it uh, it just happens sometimes. Okay. It happens to me like once or twice a year. But just totally like looking looking just normal, like just not like mm-hmm. you're not trolling around in a tutu. No, it's just wherever drunk out. 20-somethings are. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like I was, uh, I was at a, at a diner in Fresno once, uh, noon on a Tuesday and a car drove by. I was sitting with two of my friends. One of them had a Mohawk. The other one, you know, like we were just 22 year old kids and this car drove by and this guy was like, Hey faggots. <laughs> and we were like, I don't even, yes. Yeah. But I don't even know why you, you said that. I'm eating a cheeseburger. Wow. America. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, nothing of, of that was no, about cancer. That was fascinating, though. It's <laughs> it's really interesting, and you're uh, you're totally uh, nodding your head like you had that happen to you. Been called gay? Yeah, no, like randomly from a car. No, no, I've heard, I've seen guys do it to guys. <sighs> they just do it to elicit response. I mean, it's not. Yeah, they just say it. It's like gays. It's not really about even being homosexual. It's sometimes it's just pushing buttons. It's pushing buttons. Yeah, yeah. It's Which like is a why term. when you're someone like me who's been called gay since he was like 13, yeah, I just like there. There's doesn't even face. Like, why do you even still think that that's something that people care about? I guess because people, for me, probably think that I am slightly gay and they're not sure and afraid to ask. Huh. So really, they just don't say anything. Think that? <laughs> huh? Oh my god! I, How do you even tell? Like, you can't tell. No. You <laughs> Yeah, that's what I've definitely learned. People that. think they can tell, though, but you know they can't. I mean? no, they can't. You can't. No, not at all. It's always the one you know. You don't know. Like, right? Totally. I mean, people also get gender expression confused with orientation. So, right? Like, you may seem a little bit feminine or a little bit masculine or whatever it is, but it's not really orientation. It's just right. gender expression being a little different, possibly. But anyway, I don't know. I just, I guess, I was inside eating stuff. 
when the all these this, these gay comments from <laughs> I just eat so much because yeah, yeah. I you know I have kids that are boys so I yeah it's a term to just piss them off I think yeah. I, I engage think, them engage them actually exactly <laughs> when we exactly. were discussing dildos and you told me you had two sons I think I oh three three I have Holy, three oh, that's right three yeah because there's the yeah wow. I I think I said and I regretted <laughs> saying this to you and I don't remember if you what? said this and I said oh God there must be come over everything <laughs> like I just said like. Because I've heard moms of sons tend to like just deal with like just come on stuff. <laughs> oh, you mean like, because there's come in the sheets, come and, in the like, sheets, they, yeah, they the won't let you wash and, their own sheets. Yeah, like all and that come, stuff. Yeah, I, what really? Yeah, I was much more discreet. Yeah, uh, my kids are pretty discreet, and okay. they do their own laundry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. which is so maybe come is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, like, come is the way to get your kids to not rely on your laundry skills. Sure. Yeah. Excellent. Sorry, mom. I'll do it. Cool. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to learn. I want to learn. That's what it is. I love it. How old are your kids? Um, I have a 21 year old. I have a 17 year old and a 13 year old. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're like men kids. So yeah, come everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, the 21 year olds at college, so I'm sure there's come there, but uh, yeah. even more. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah hopefully, because that's what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> uh-huh, right. It's good for the prostate. Yeah. 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 And uh, by 17, and I, I actually, uh, you know, we've, I'm kind of the one and only influence. So I sit down and I've given them the Nina Hartley book. Awesome. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's I great. gave them that and Urban Tantra. Tra- Tantra? Yeah. yeah. Urban Tantra. Urban Tantra yeah. I'm huh. like, I'm like, okay, I know this is freaky and I don't want you to go to therapy because of this, but I'm going to give you these books. Just read them and then books. talk to your brothers. Yeah. <laughs> because it's too weird to talk. I mean, you can only, you know, but sure. I want to make sure that they're doing what they need to do. Yeah. You're and good mom. It, they don't really have a guy around. And so it's kind of like here. Next best thing, maybe grandpa will talk. I don't know. Man, that's, know? that's great. My the the sex talk that I got from my parents was literally like it, <laughs> my mom caught me uh, f- uh, feverishly making out with a girl in my room. Oh, really? Uh, I was in like 10th or 11th grade or something. And obviously at that point, I knew a lot about sex already. I hadn't had it, but right. I knew something about it. Um, and... Uh, you know, I always had to keep my door open and she came up the stairs and I wouldn't have known she was there if I didn't hear her go. <gasps> <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, oh, God. And my girlfriend at the time, like, she got off me and we were just sitting there. And then after like two minutes, I hear my mom yell up the stairs, David, your father wants to talk to you. <laughs> and I went downstairs and he was so, you know, when someone's angry, but they're not doing something that oh, yeah. makes them look angry. So he was just really angrily folding clothes. <laughs> And uh, and he he just looks right at me, stares daggers, and he's like, David, don't have sex. You'll get a disease. Get out of here. Oh, my God. That was your sex. That was was it. it. That was the whole thing. Don't Uh, have sex. You'll get a disease. Not like here ways to protect you. (laughs) Nothing. Not at all. No. Uh, yeah. Options for non. My, I, I, yeah. I mean, that it was the same because you know, uh, I asked the kids. I was like, "Well, you know, has your dad talked to you about condoms and stuff?" Like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we got. It. Here's the books. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to do a podcast on on how to talk to your kids about sex because it's such a thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I gave my sister two separate, like three hour, like long discussions, like in her developmental teen years. Really. Yeah, and it was like, really in depth. And then I asked her recently, like, "Hey, do you remember those talks?" She's like, "No." And I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> somewhere in your brain, there, there's that information." I swear. Uh, but, but yeah, my parents, my dad was really good about. He even like I had a little brother, so even mm-hmm. like as a baby, he's like, "This is a penis. That's a foreskin. You may not see many of those, but that's what that is." And huh. like, and like, and taught me about parenting and like how to. Wow, like, that's cool. Raise, just like how to deal with. Basically, it, my dad was great, and then even my teens, it got a little bit weirder as I was a teen. But definitely, I'd been given a lot of sex talks, and and re- cool. it was really transparent. So that's great. I want to talk about your experience. Yeah, which one? All of it, like because I've had it twice. I've had I've gone through cancer okay. twice. Okay. So the first time, uh, early stage, caught it, um, went in, and. Uh, and I had a really good surgeon. Like she's one of the leading surgeons. Mm-hmm. And uh and I just walked in and she's like, Well, we're gonna do, you know, a lumpectomy and I'm like, Nope, take it. And so you went mastectomy mm-hmm. then? Because, you know, I I'd, I'd had three kids, I'd breastfed them for more than a year. 
mm-hmm. I thought, well, you know, it's a whole like it's tissue and I've breastfed. They've done their job. <laughs> you know, I put in my time. Good work, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, take it all, you know. And then, of course, I got that whole scary talk about you should remove everything because like that was like my my sister's friends with Susan Love and Susan Love's like, no. I mean, I, I don't even know if she said that. My sister said, I have to say, because I didn't speak with her. Mm-hmm. My sister was like, oh, no, you know, you have to take your ovaries and both breasts and, you know, everything else that could get cancer. And I mean, you're like your whole body, you Whoa. know, because like their cells. Yeah, it's, yeah, and women do that. I mean, I've had a lot of friends that, you know, they have like zero to one stage cancer and they literally remove every single thing and go through four months of taxatier, which is a really high dose chemo, losing their hair for fear it will return. Interesting. Because they're terrified it will come back. And so, you know, I'm more of the school of, you know, and again, I'm having my second go around, but I'm more of the school of don't take out stuff you don't need to take out. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the time, because it was in three separate spots on my breast, I thought, well, that's kind of weird. It was my right breast. And so, and you said take the breast, but did you do double mastectomy? No, no, so because did, there wasn't okay. anything showing up on the second side and the first side had it in three separate areas. So I'm thinking, even though you're telling me a lumpectomy, I'm willing to bet something else is around. But I also thought, you know, okay, if you're going to take it, I get new one. <laughs> like it was, I wanted that, that double thinking to go on of as I'm sick, I'm repairing. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that that's a healthy mindset. So I immediately went over to the plastic surgeon and said, okay, can you put one in as they take it out? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. So, you know, it was great because it wasn't fun. But as I was getting the mastectomy, DJ Lee, who was my plastic surgeon, went in and actually took the skin surrounding it and created a pocket so that by the time they put the expanders in, because I went mm-hmm. for expanders and not the flap, which is they literally take your back and put it up to your front, you know, muscle from your back. Oh, interesting. Wow. Move it up to your front, which is really hard. I mean, that's harder than sticking a balloon in your pocket. Oh, absolutely. You know? And I'm like, give me the balloon. You know, I want to <laughs> spend the summer swimming. I don't want my back <laughs> in my front. Um, uh, DJ just, he created a pocket. And that way, um, when they started to fill it, because they put a saline implant in at the same time, the mastectomy, and they fill it. So every mm-hmm. year, every week you go in, you get like this, this little big injection pumper of- thing. And then they put it in the portal. It's like, boop, and you like expand out. So you get to watch your chest. Like, yeah. Expand, so like, like you're flat, like literally you're flat. And then you're like, boop, boop, <laughs> boop. And then like, I was like, oh, I want to go bigger. No, you look good. <laughs> you She's know? like putting her hand out from her chest yeah, because and like creating sizes. That's of- what it was like. And the whole summer, my son was sailing and we were surfing. And so I literally went from flat and loppy to like, boop, 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 boop. And it was, it, it actually helped. Like it helped with my mental process because it was like, Oh, it's not about being bad. It's, I mean, and you know what? This isn't true for all women because some women are just fine with the scarring. Like, you know, the scar project kind of focuses on that. Mm-hmm. You know, women that have mean, no. mean the, the flat chest? And yeah, the scar yeah. Across. And they're fine. And so, like, I don't care. Like, if that's what you're happy with, God bless you. I if actually like that look. Like yeah. I've seen, I've seen topless women at Burning Man like wearing, like, yeah, just, like, whatever. And it's actually really hardcore looking. Like I just want to high five them. Like yeah. But the <laughs> thing is, is it's all hardcore. You all been to shit, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. However, you feel that you want to do it is what you should do. Is kind of mm-hmm. my thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, one of the the things that I run into with breast cancer is this weird mindset, and maybe you guys can help me with this. This weird mindset with females of I don't deserve to itself. I'm I'm stuck up mm-hmm. if I get breast implants. I'm being too, you know, looks don't matter. It's not really that important. I'm stuck up if I get if I spend time reconstructing my bra. I, I do hear this a lot, no, and they'll stop like, wearing makeup. They'll stop because like they, they've lost they, themselves. Exactly, like it's unfeminine to do that, and that's like absolute bullshit. Like. If anything, you've earned the damn right to look as fucking good as you want. Like, build yourself out. And if you don't want to and you feel good the way you are, leave yourself. Mm -hmm. But don't, 
you know, don't feel like you don't have a right to be hot and sexy, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever that man, like whatever that is for you, because it's different things for different people. Mm -hmm. Um, And and put the time into it. Mm -hmm. You got a a plastic surgeon who literally lift your other one up, make you all even, give you some good knockers. You know, (laughs) and I'm telling you, like when I wear a bathing suit top, like guys don't know. I mean, it does kind of buckle a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm sure guys like think, well, she's got implants because, you know, Mm -hmm. they are a little different. But, you know, guys are like, you had breast cancer? And I'm like, yeah, you look good. Yeah, we can. You know, we don't look dead. Yeah, so, I think it's such a personal choice. I don't think there's any reason not to. I mean, for me, like nipples are really important. So like I'd really just want to keep my nipples. I'd be like, give me my nipples. You know, how did nipples right. go? Well, nipples went. Um, I was blessed with gigantic nipples. Good job. And so DJ took one and he sliced it in half. No way. Yeah, for real. And Whoa. then because I'm not breastfeeding. That. Now, this Turn is different. Like if you want to breastfeed, you can't do this because it'll not allow the duct to feed. So mm-hmm. like, you know, like if you've had breast cancer on one side, you can, if you're, and you're still a childbearing age, you don't want to necessarily do that because you want to be able to nurse if you can. Okay. Um, but I'm done. So he just sliced it. He put one here and then he tattooed it when it was all done. And literally at night, if I go skinny dipping or whatever, guys can't tell I've had, they just think I've had implants. So he, uh, he put half the nipple on the other side and then, and um, then created an areola with, the oh, tattooing, see, see. which is kind of weird because there's a color, you know, tattoos only come in so many colors. So mm-hmm. matching it is a little tricky, mm-hmm. but it just looks like, you know, how girls breasts are lopsy. You know, yeah. we're not like all, you know, we're not perfectly complete. symmetrical. Yeah. So and then my scar is just like this tiny little red line. So in the evening, if it's dark, you can't tell. I totally, and I think that's so awesome. I totally want to see your boob now. I'm sorry. <laughs> not you right do? now. You don't yeah, have yeah, to. But I can I mean, show you. Like really? it's re- he's I, really amazing. No, seriously, because it's like people don't understand. Like you, I, except for what I'm dealing with right now, I I literally forget I have a mastectomy mm-hmm. because you get used to that numbness. It is numb, and that's an issue. Like it's it. You're never going to get the feeling back mm-hmm. in the whole breast tissue. Oh, because the, the nerves have been cut. They, they, you lost the skin of the breast so that the skin from around was stretched. Yes. to become the new skin. So yes, that's and all the insides scooped out. Uh-huh. You know, it's all taken out. Okay, so you know, it's just filled with the with the 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 implant saline, yeah. and it's right here. So, like, mm-hmm. there's just skin on the saline. We're here. I've got tissue. Like, there's breast tissue, and the implant goes under. Oh, interesting. But yeah, it's awesome. So you know, like, that's one of the things that I deal with with my girlfriends is. Like, they'll go, wow, should I have the reconstructions? I'm like, shut up. What do you mean, should I? You earned it. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. It. And you know what? Thank you, Beverly Hills, for being mm. so anal and creating incredible plastic surgeons who can make you look awesomely hot. And you are awesomely hot. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's what I'm like, oh, you're such a, like, you just look great. Thank you. Know? you. And you're very passionate and it shows through your eyes and, 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 and you just like you're such a vivacious person yeah and so it's also like this you've gone through so much but it doesn't mean you lose yourself uh you can still be sexy you can still be the same person you have only stronger from what you've gone through which makes it almost yeah more even a more amazing person well thank you yeah thank you but yeah so like that's what i did was i did the breast reconstruction with the and then i only took out the one breast and thank god that i did because when i had the recurrence Uh uh-huh it didn't show up anywhere else. It showed up on the same side. If I had taken all that crap out, I still would have had a recurrence. Wait, so now it's deeper Whoa. in the tissue then? It's under the, it's like under the arm where the lymph node is. Oh, okay. And so in the lymph yeah. node. Okay. But not spread. So like they've done like all the scanning and the testing and the, you know, and all of that. Um, so I'm lucky. I mean, very, that's a gift yeah, that I've totally. been given. Yeah. Where it's isolated. But um, it wouldn't have mattered. I would have gone through hell because people are paranoid and it would have come back anyway. And then I would have had more hell to deal with. So, right. you know, um, I, I still even coming the second time, it's like what really needs to happen? Not mm-hmm. what does panic tell us that we need to do, but what's realistic and how do we keep ourselves as intact as possible while we're going mm-hmm. through it? Yeah. Emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Yes. too. So, and physically, because, you know, 
like I could rip out my um, ovaries right now. I mean, I could have them take my ovaries out because I'm estrogen positive, which mm. is really common mm. with breast cancer. It's an estrogen. What does that mean? It means that the tumor itself feeds on the estrogen that your oh, body wow. makes. Now you're talking about sex. Yeah. You're talking about estrogen. Uh-huh. And the cancer feeds on the estrogen. Does that mean that you can't have sex? No. Like you can't get... No, aroused? I have no. no... I mean, they shut my ovaries down. Okay. So... What, shut them down. They shut them down. And it's so ones. much fun because you know like how menopause like takes 10 years? Yeah. I get menopause in a month. Whoa. So how was that month? Yeah, I did this. Okay, sons, <laughs> I'm going into menopause. <laughs> run. If I start to yell, run because I may go insane. You know, and it was like I let everyone know because I know that emotionally for a woman... That's like a tidal wave. So I just like warned everybody around me, like they're shut me down, you know, heads up. <laughs> if I go crazy, I probably am. You Good know? communication. You have to communicate yeah. these things Absolutely. to people around I, And I actually did things like I I I kind of pre-did it. Like I I contacted a, a psychotherapist mm-hmm. and I said, they're giving me Zoletta. My ovaries are shutting down. I may need to call you because... I may go crazy, you know, because I, you know, it's it's so fast. It's so, so smart to have professionals just yeah, just on, on call. call because, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't. And, and the thing is, like, I didn't want you can lose yourself because you're you're having your like you're reacting, mm-hmm. so you may not see that you're doing it. So you need to like have people like giving you a heads up, mm-hmm. you know, like secret codes. You're losing it. Like one time, I just started crying. Out of nowhere, because I thought like I gained twenty pounds, like for no reason. And Raleigh's just like, "Mom, you're having a Zoletta moment. You need to just calm down and take a breath." Okay? The opposite of a. And then he goes, moment. "It's like me. I'm seventeen, and I have no handle on reality because I am going to puberty." Your and son you're, said that to you. Yeah, that is he goes, amazing. God, I just wish that were, take I a deep breath and relax, and realize you can't see things clearly now. <laughs> and so I just did. Like I just stopped my my. I was gonna like go off. And I just went, okay, okay. okay. I sit <laughs> down so cool. now. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the first thing they gave me was Zoletta. Zoletta is a tablet. Okay, so this really makes you feel sexy. You go in and Zoletta is a tablet that gets shot into your stomach. And it shuts down your ovaries. They have to put it's lidocaine. A it's, it's a, a tablet, tablet. But it is shot into your it's stomach. It's a Whoa. flat tablet that is in a flat syringe. That has like it's like it sounds like a stapler, right? Ka-chunk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you and they put lidocaine in your tummy, uh-huh. right? So the first thing because I'm estrogen positive that they started me on was uh, flomatase, right? Okay. And you're thinking, all right, no chemo, I'm cool. Well, flomatase they give you and something that looks like this water bottle with a gigant. What my mom refers to as knitting needles. They shoot it into your ass, and you have to get two of them. So it's like a an enema. We know in the butt muscle. In the cheeks. Oh, that kind of. In the cheeks of of your ass. And the thing is, it's made of like a honey-like substance. It's not like water. So it's basically like this. Uh. Boom. (laughs) And you're just sitting there going. That that hurts a lot, right? I mean, that. Yoga breathing. Yoga breathing. That does hurt a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I've had a really thick vaccine. Oh, yeah. And it hurts going in. Because it's slow. So, like, basically what you do is they'll give it to you. And I found that if you get it really warm. Uh So, I'm sitting there. While they're shooting the Zoletta in my stomach, I'm warming up the flumatase. Because if it's warmer, it goes in faster. Right? And you're like. (sighs) It's like warming up a lemon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because you warm up lemons to make the juice come out faster. So, but they get two of them. So, one goes. And they can't give them at the same time. So, one goes in butt. One butt. And the other goes in the other butt, and you're getting the shot in your stomach. Sexually uh-huh. speaking, having gone through medical things in the past, mm-hmm. I started doing this thing where if I knew something really painful was about to happen, I would start um, pumping my PC muscles and trying to get aroused mentally. So I would arouse myself with whatever uh-huh. and get like sexy, just get in sexy mind and get in yeah. sexy body. Yeah. And that would help deal yes. with the pain okay because yes. it would totally stop me from being just like raw like so mm-hmm. i'd be like sexy pain okay okay that really hurts but okay sex, sex. okay okay <laughs> and I, it really helped yes i can tell you a story about this okay i agree because uh i was really nervous and i thought okay well i'm gonna wear my sexiest pair of thongs i'm gonna go to my infusion chair because you get like this like you know Infusion chair 20 at 9.15. 
And so I put on my sexiest pair of thongs and I, my sexiest bra and uh, my pants and my boots and my biker jacket. You're like a dom. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go <laughs> in and I'm just going to be like pulling my pants down with my sexy thong and shoot my ass, you know? And so I had this male nurse. Okay. Mm-hmm. That works for me. Yeah. And he's sitting there <laughs> and I pull my pants down and he just goes, uh, uh, uh. And I'm like, what? And he's like, um, uh, uh, <laughs> they're usually old. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He goes, they're usually, they're old, they're older. They're, 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 wow. Um, they're older than you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're usually, this big like really (laughs) big hands big um you know uh i'm new at this and um i don't uh can i um i gotta go uh and he walked out while you said that yeah i'm like do you like my pants (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i had my purple thongs i'm like do you like my thongs and he's like um uh you know uh i gotta go now just just a second and he walked out that's great yeah he like left and then he came back in and he goes um, I can't do this. I- I'm sorry. I uh, I gotta go. And you gave and- the nurse performance anxiety. Yeah, yeah. And so he sent this old Asian nurse in. <laughs> and from then on, he won't even look at me in the hall. Like, like every time he's like, "Hey," <laughs> and I'm like, I just giggled because I'm like, "Oh, this is awesome! I totally turned on a male nurse in the fusion chair." <laughs> yeah. Because you know that's it. You feel so inhuman that those moments are like the things that make you human. Yeah. You know, and uh, like I sometimes I get mad at well, I get mad at the idea even like in the women's movement that being sexy isn't like like we're giving up our power i actually think that is our power i my boss always says the vagina rules the world and if women got wind of that then they take over you know and i kind of feel Snowy. like that yeah and so like there's something you know it makes a really awful inhuman kind of moment really human and real and it's truth it's not pretend real it's you know i'm not a tv actor i'm i i'm a mom like you know, my ass has celluloid. You know, it's just there was something real in that moment. And it was it it made me it gave me a story. It made me laugh. Mm-hmm. So when I look back at something that's horrible, I get a giggle and it makes it not so bad. Yeah, yeah. totally. So, yeah, I, I, I love that. Yeah. Like that last time when I went in, I just went in like two days ago for my Zolodex and the front guy goes, hey, where's your leather coat? <laughs> your leather coat. So, you know, you can make, like, relationships even in these horrible times. Like, super hot. And that's sex. I mean, it, it, talking about, like, sex and cancer, it's it's feeling feminine in an, in an unfeminine environment. Yeah, I mean, that must have... I mean, just negotiating sexuality, I mean, sex makes you stay human in a hard time. I mean, if you, if you have a nice session, afterward, you feel kind of light and good. You and feel, you feel like you can get through anything. Yeah. And, and without it, it's horrible. So staying sexual or intimate or at least affectionate with someone in your life is really important. I mean, really important. It's, it's more important than we talk. I mean, that's when you talk about doctors not talking about it. I think it's almost like it's almost it's it's if you have a partner who will take the time and keep you feeling sexy and vital and playful and 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 hot and 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 it's not just the it's not just the foreplay part of it it's the sex it's the endorphins released in your brain like when you have a really hot 4 hours of sex after having your butt shot and your stomach shot and those endorphins release in your brain and you're sitting there and you just feel like I'm okay. And like everything is okay. And you're, it's just, there's nothing like it. A, you know, going to therapy isn't going to give you mm-hmm. that. There's no talk therapy. There's no, you know, group therapy or speaking to your doctor that can release those endorphins. Yeah, you we, know, we exercise is probably the closest thing, but yeah, we seem to overemphasize <laughs> the importance of talk. And like I was coaching this couple because I I do coaching okay. um, for like individuals and couples, and as I just kind of like hush them, I'm like talking is not helping this at all. Like you two just need to make out and do these things and do this and do that and like like no more talking about this. Like 
Because you not can't. It's help. not about talking. It's about connecting. Yeah. So, um, so what did your doctor, did your doctors give you any sexual advice? Oh, this was, okay. So like I'm sitting in the doctor's office, um, and this was like when I started the therapies and the first thing I did when she was done going through all the crappy stuff is I said, okay, so what do I do about sex? Because the first time that I did it, um, I was in a totally different situation with my life and I was actually ashamed Mm -hmm. to address it. And I, maybe it had to do with having a mastectomy and all that. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really say anything. Um, and, uh, and it was not good. And so this time I would, you know, I, I've had friends that have had sex, I mean, uh, cancer after me and Mm -hmm. had been talking to them and, you know, hearing these same stories again and again about, you know, how like they never have sex anymore and that's just going to be their future and it's okay because they've been with their partner forever and it should never change and you you can't go back and now they're old and they're dried up, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So I started reading books and when I went in this time, yeah, the factory's done. Yeah. No need to even. No, I got my my kids. I'm done. You know, I'm like, okay, Mm. um, that seems wrong. And, uh, so the first thing that I did when I walked in is I sat on the table and on the, you know, the doctor's table and I was like, okay, uh, so what do I do about sex? And I just looked right at her. Honest question. And she blushed and walked out of the room. <gasps> Whoa, really? Oh, rejection. That doesn't seem She's just like, like the way I don't, a doctor. She goes, I don't really know. This really isn't for me. I don't know. And then she blushed and she walked out. And, and I really, I like her. I mean, as far as like, as a physician. This is an oncologist? Or yeah. A- yeah. She's really top drawer as far as like knowing what therapies and stuff like that. But this, she couldn't even go there. Like she, and it wasn't about me. She couldn't go there. And yeah. you could see it all over her face. So, um, so she left and then she came in and she goes, Hey, the best I can do for you is Astroglide. And I looked at her and I'm like, that is so not an answer. That's huh. so, and Astroglide's not even that's that, great. that. And she's the third <laughs> doctor that that's been three times Astroglide. And before I did the reading, before I, like I've come to Pleasure Chest and a couple other sex shops. They're chemicals. I thought Astroglide was the answer because, you know, I was a good housewife and I was really quiet. And I, you know, why would I go to a sex shop? And I didn't even know there was an alternative to Astroglide. I thought like you either use... KY because my mother used KY huh. or Astroglide, you know, and that mm-hmm. Astroglide was the new upcoming thing. Like, you know, KY was old school. And so, um, you know, I looked at her and I said, that's really not helpful. I think there's more to this. Yeah. Like, should I use vitamin E down there? Should I? I mean, what are your thoughts on vitamin E? Do you think maybe I should take my fingers and shove them up my vagina I mean, and stretch about, it out? How like, about, how what do you think, girl? How does the medication affect your sexual organs? Too? Exactly. Because you'd come specifically to help with uh, keeping up the vaginal tissue so that you could still accommodate your partner. Right. So. Well, I mean, I'm thinking I'm going into menopause. There's going to be atrophy. Yeah. Duh. You know, you go into menopause, normal menopause, you get some atrophy if you don't use it, right? Mm -hmm. So why would you not if you're going into hyperdrive menopause? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, shouldn't you at the same time, I'm going into hyperdrive menopause and I'm still in my 40s, give me something to keep me going? And she was like, I can't help you. You're going to have to go somewhere else to get help on this. And and I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, whoa, I wonder who else is doctor. And so like then I talked to my other girlfriend who had, I mean, really extensive uh, breast cancer and was on like a hardcore like her hair still isn't back in Mm -hmm. because it just killed her hair follicles. Right. Yeah. And she's she's it was just devastating. And I said, so what did your doctor say? And she goes, well, he gave me a little bit of vaginal estrogen cream mm-hmm. because, you know, he figured that even though I'm estrogen positive, I should have some estrogen cream and then told me that was okay to use. And I said, but did he tell you what to do? And she goes, no. So he gave her estrogen cream uh, to to help sort of facilitate keeping to keep up the, the estrogen. Tissue. Yes. So that you can, you know, get your groove on when you want to. But right. he didn't tell her how to use it. No, he just how. said stick it around the ring of your vagina and then, you know, have sex. Right? Which, by the way. Step one, I have put learned, it on. Yeah, exactly. Step two, do it. Yeah, exactly. Which, <laughs> wow. by the way, I have learned is not 
just one action. <laughs> so, you know, like, um, so that was hers. And then I went to another friend of mine who uh, is a pretty high powered woman, has like really big in the arts and has friends in New York and, you know, is like Soho person, you know, and, you know, she's super cool, She'd super know. cool, leading edge. And I said, hey, I want to talk to you about when you were at, you know, she was at a large cancer center. What did they tell you? And she said, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, and I'm wow. like, why? She goes, we don't do it. And I'm like, OK. And she's like a bohemian. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So um, that's Sex when is so taboo. It's huh? no, it's freakishly so. Because I so I mean, you're talking about like, like. Now you've got cancer. We can't even talk about sex when it's nothing's going on. Right. And now you add this whole other like thing where your body's being put like the, the joke at work. The guys were calling me pincushion because I kept getting the shots and they like to keep things light. So like, hey, pincushion, how's so it going? It's so important to joke about the situation. Yeah. Like with Elaine, I am I'm sort of like the dedicated one friend that's like super jokey. I'm 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 yeah, I'm the uh, spirit lifter. That's my job. You need that. And, yeah. and, and you need that. So, so that's when, um, I went to another sex shop and your sex shop. And I just walked in and said, Oh, the first one that I went to, I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I just know that I'm too old to care about this anymore. I've been through too much shit and I need some help. I want to have good sex. I want to be moist. What do I need? <laughs> and then Rock they on. set me up with some stuff uh-huh. and I was like, man, I don't really like this, you know? And it, it like it, a, like it, a, it, like a vibrator. No, like they didn't say, cause I, you know, we, you know, we're going from like, zero to I'm okay with everything now because Mm -hmm. damn it like my life is short and I'm not going to be freaked out about this you know people are dying in Africa sex is not an issue okay it's just not an issue Mm -hmm. so um I think we started the Benoit like that's where we started little like you know learning like what's a beads you know what do the beads do and because I'd never even like heard of the beads like the butt beads and stuff oh where do you like it was a because no one had ever, so she handed me Nina Hartley. Did she book. say, "Where do you like it?" No, well, she was. Yeah, she was like, "Well, I've what? never asked someone that. I love yeah, that question." She's like, "Well, what you know, what turns you on?" And I'm like, "I don't really know, really, because like the last person that I had, it was lay down. I'm getting on top. Okay, bam, bam, bam. Okay, we're done. Oh, I'm going to the bathroom now and clean up. You know, and I'm kind of like, wow. Well, I guess that's sex. Hmm, that's pretty boring. I don't think I want to do that too much, a lot. You know, because there wasn't any." You know, the intimacy stuff. There. Yeah. And then I thought, well, I'm a mom, so I'm not supposed to find out this stuff because, like, that makes me a slut. And so, uh, which is really funny because my dad, just to, so I, to be, he loved Playboy. Okay. <laughs> my dad had Playboys all over the house. Really? Yes. And he would go, yes, I love the articles and the girls are awesome. Okay, here they are. Like, <laughs> there it is, bodies. And here's this body. So it's just like weird. I don't know. It's just, you know, it can still, you can still have that, you know, in your head, mm-hmm. you know, even with that. Um, like that's a sex positive thing. In yeah, your, yeah. When I was growing but, up, my dad was just like, hey, girls come in all shapes and sizes. And, you know, there's big boobs and little boobs. And this is a great article. That's, a great, the boobs. that's a great you way know? to help your kids process finding nudie magazines and be like, women are great. Women from all sizes. Like, like really yeah. just be. He wasn't, you know, like there's a particular type. Because, you know, my mom was not perfect by any standard. And he kept saying, yeah, but she's hot. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, if he can look at a Playboy <laughs> and then look so at my cool. mom's. Yeah, I mean, I like you know, so here we've got a Playboy here. But at the same time, my mom's got this big fat ass and he just thinks she's the hottest thing since sliced bread. Then yeah. all body types must be great. Fantastic. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I did grow up with that. Um, but uh, where was I going with this? Um, when. Uh, oh, going into the sex store. Oh, and- yeah. So when I went into the sex store, it was just uh first time looking at all the stuff like in the cabinet, you know, and it's like, wow, it's steel. Wow. They make, you know, and, and glass and it looks like art. What's that? How do you do that? Um, So I was just asking questions. And then her question was, well, you know, do you like your ass to be touched? Do you like to put your fingers up your vagina? And literally, I didn't know you could. Huh. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I know that that's stupid, but it's true. Like, I'm like. You can stick your fingers up your vagina and there's space in there that you can play with. And she's like, how do you get to your G spot? And I'm like, the what? 
Like, I've heard of it, but I just thought it was, like, make-believe. Welcome you know? to the future, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, then she said, well, you know what? First, let, why don't I give you Nina Hartley's book, and you can look at it, get an idea, like, read the chapters you like, you know, don't get all crazy about it, and then come and try things out. And that kind of, like, I took the Nina Hartley, and I'm like, wow, oh, well, huh? You could do that. Huh. You can do Oh, wow. Dang. Huh. <laughs> What's the name of the book? Ah, it's like she's drawn. It's a pinup on the cover. Total, guide to Total Sex. Or okay. Nina Hartley Guide to Total Sex. Is it something, something like that? Like that. I, you know, I'm sorry, but. That's okay. But Nina Hartley did write a, a, a sex guide. Yeah. I mean, it was great. just the first one that I uh-huh. got. Yeah. And I thought it was a good start because it was kind of like, here's everything. Yeah. Here's everything in a nutshell. And, you know, if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. And I like that. Do you have a sex guide, Dave? I don't. don't. I've never read a sex guide or a sex book at all. I don't think. Yeah. Really? Never? Yeah. Never. Wow. Never once. I need to just like give everyone that for Christmas. Just like, for, <laughs> you know, Hanukkah, whatever. Just like give those out for the holidays. Just get a whole bunch of a sex guide and just give them to my friends. You I should know. give some to my parents. Totally. Yeah. I actually gave it to my laugh. mother. I gave it to my oh, mother. Oh, really? Yeah. That's great. And at first she was freaked out and then she was like, well, okay. I think I'm going to read it now. I'm like, yeah, go read it. Oh God, I should give one to my mom. My parents would not read it. They yeah. would be angry that yeah. I gave it to them. Really? Yeah. Well, I told you what the sex talk with my dad was like. Oh, that's right. That's true. Yeah. Very angry folding those clothes. Very angry. Very. Clothes yeah. folder. And I, yeah, that's when you were talking about your dad uh, with the Playboys. That's so cool. I, yeah. Yeah. I had a very closed off upbringing in that way. So much of my life was spent thinking that sex, uh, was something that women didn't like. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, we were taught that. Right. I mean, I was literally taught. You were taught that, like by word the for women, word. It, by the women in the group, because in my parent in in my parents' universe, they have like lifetime friendships, right? Mm-hmm. So okay. the men were taught one thing, and the women were pulled aside, and you know, because we're talking about like junior league and you know all these clubs. And you're taught that being a lady is something else. Really? Yes. So the men are supposed to have sex. And the men are allowed to have sex outside of marriage. That that just comes sometimes with the territory of having power. Where the women are supposed to hold the the house, the fort down. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Specific people taught you that? that? That girls who had sex were sluts. Yeah. Well, if this is or tarts, well, no wonder, tarts or or no wonder uh, it uh, took you this long to yeah. uh, have an explosive sex life. Yeah. 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 I mean, your generation, I mean, because you're yeah. in your late 40s, right? You said you're 40, yeah. 45, 46, somewhere in there. I'm 49. 49? Oh, yeah. okay. Because you said you started the first, uh, first cancer go around was 44? Yeah. Okay. So 49 now. I mean, so your parents, yeah, that would be. Yeah. Like, it's the old school. Right. The old school times. It's or, the old or, school times. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you're, you're starting from the get go at mm-hmm. that. And then, um, you know, it's so like, I think a lot of my generation women, like, that's still an issue. But I see it. In the, I work with, you know, people and I see it with younger people too. Mm-hmm. So it still hasn't. I mean, I'm not saying across the board, but there are pockets of it. Yeah. I know that at least there's pockets of it. So here you go and you know, you're you're going in for cancer and you're getting shot up with drugs that shut your ovaries down or you're getting your ovaries taken out, mm-hmm. you know, or you're having an a, a drug that put into you that won't allow your estrogens to bind so they literally, you know, come out of you. Mm-hmm. and you want to have pleasurable sex and you go to your doctor and it should be just okay i mean i actually think a doctor when you start treatment should hand you a kit with lube a organic lube maybe mm-hmm. to start with you know um a sex toy uh you know i found like omega 7 is really great Oh, as um, a supplement? Yeah, it's an awesome supplement. To, what does it do I'm going to buy it in like bucket loads. What does it do for you? It It's a lubricant for your internal organs. Oh. Right? So it's not estrogen that's lubricating you. It's just lubricate. Like it helps your body to to lubricate like all your organs. So it's not mm-hmm. just in your vagina. It's like your whole intestinal tract. But it affects your vagina. So like I couldn't squirt until I took omega-7. Whoa. Yeah. And like so I went into Whole Foods and I'm like, <laughs> I want to no, totally serious. That. I went into <laughs> Whole Foods and I'm like, what do I take for this? Because my doctor handed me the Astroglide and I think that sucks before the 
where you work was the next place that I went. Um, and the lady was like, Oh my God, let me show you this. I can't keep it in Whole Foods. And literally they sell out of Omega 7 because mm-hmm. women that either are vi- vaginal dryness just from age, you know, like normal things or from cancer are taking this stuff. And so I'm like, well, okay, I'll give it a try. And lo and behold, you bet. Wow. Oh, you bet. I get so wet. So is that, wet. Is that so, so like wet? What is that naturally found in, in, in the world? You know what? I don't know. Thing? I don't, hmm. it, it's in the fish. Like if you take whole omega, you get omega seven, mm-hmm. but there's actual like omega seven tablets. Okay. And you know what? I, I don't know. I don't. I love playing with just experimenting with that kind of stuff. Like now I just want to take it for a week and just see how juicy I get. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Next time a girl comes over, I'm going to slip it into her drink. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Here, honey, take an Omega 7. It'll make you feel so much better. Um, So, you know, like that was really helpful for me. Um, I use vitamin E, you know, Uh, as an oil. Yeah. I just, I break the tablet. I shove it up my vagina and I just keep it moisturized when I'm not using lubricant. Did somebody like give you that tip or Uh like I would never have to do that? Whole oh, Foods. I'm totally really? serious. Yes. Huh. Vitamin E. Vitamin E. The you, gel capsule. Yeah, you just take the gel capsule. I break it with my tooth. And break then it I in s- half or just like make no, it? No, because they're like gel. So you like just make a little hole. You just want to be able to squeeze it out into uh-huh. your finger. Some women take the, the. I haven't done this, so I, you, you might want to research it. But I believe some women take the gel capsule and just put it in their vagina and let it dissolve during the day. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I just break it and then I just stick it up there just to keep it lubricated in there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And... uh, Man, I'm going to go to Whole Foods when I need medical advice. Yeah, Whole Foods is kind (laughs) of cool. I mean, you know, I I can't speak to everything. I'm just saying, like, this is my experience. Yeah, no, that's so interesting um, because I do talk to women who are dealing with vaginal pain or uh, having muscle spasms vaginally or going through menopause or going through cancer treatment. And for whatever reason, they're having discomfort. The tissue is not flexible anymore. And they're dealing with how to like and entry entry there. There can always be for me a -hmm. little bit of pain Mm -hmm. on entrance, Mm -hmm. Um, even with all that stuff. Just at where the is that where does it like the whole the ring like right around the at the we call it the vestibule like the very opening yes the very opening mm-hmm. and if you can just get through like if you just put a little of what was it we were talking about the organic the organic squeeze the liquid the slick yeah the the liquid sli- for me mm-hmm. like for everybody it's going to be something different for me if I just put some on there it's not that bad and then my partner mm-hmm. is really good at lubricating so. After that initial, we're fine. Okay. You know, but like I always know if if like we get really busy and we can't see each other mm-hmm. and there's like a week or two that it'll it'll hurt just a, just a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. But the thing is, is that if there's a lot of foreplay and there's and you've been using like your your um, doing Kegels or just, you know, getting your muscles going and using a vibrator that goes like something that goes into the vagina so that mm-hmm. you're keeping it you know, around there, not just the outside right. on the, on the clitoris, um, that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Cause is that like the, the pleasure that you get once you get past that moment is so awesome. And the feeling that you get when you're done is so great that it's really nothing. And after you've been poked with needles and had your breast taken off and new ones put on and, <laughs> yeah. you know, that really isn't much really anymore i think like the the whole idea with me going to the um going to the dildo was that right is keeping the dildo there the dildo is as much about keeping it open so that when we do get together and we have sex right. it the my vagina is ready it's like it's had the dildo in it and so it's already it stays open it gets used to having something yes. in there it's not foreign you know it's like it's it's it serves a lot of different purposes. There's the times you use it because you're turned on, and the times you use it just because you know it's going to make the mm-hmm. next time you have sex so much better. Right. It's like working out. Yeah, um, people will need to dilate their body for lots of reasons. Just like on the Booty Basics podcast last week, I talked uh-huh. about how butt plugs are really important to be used if you want to accommodate something large uh, in the back door. Right. Same goes for vaginally. Um, I newlyweds, virgins who their husband is really endowed thick. and thick. <laughs> that can be like incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable. And so I've I've sold uh, dildos and vibrators to 
all sorts of different types of people who just need to get used to accommodating. Yeah, my my partner is extremely big. Yeah. Which is, you'd think... Right, we talked cancer, about that. Yeah, which you'd think with cancer would be a problem, and yet I find it extremely wonderful. Mm-hmm. He's he's the biggest partner I've ever had, mm-hmm. and um, and he actually scared me the first time I saw his penis. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, my vagina can't take that, <laughs> you know? Guys so often think that yeah. us, us vaginal owners are like just hoping for the biggest thing on the, on the block, but seriously, sometimes it's just terrifying. You're like, oh God, It was scary. I yeah, I was like, how am I going to get that in me? And then like now I love it because it like fills inside and mm-hmm. it feels so good. And then I don't know. I just, the feeling of my whole vagina being filled with something and he's really great. What I love tips guys that he doesn't do it at one speed or like one way, like we're able to like go fast and slow. And then we put a little in a little out and very the depth. It's like dancing and it's so cool. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. No, he does the Argentinian tango with his yeah. cock. And then what it does is it inspires me to want to get on top and try like twisting and doing. Mm-hmm. And it's so there's so many variations and so many places. And, you know, like he'll switch me so that sometimes it's hitting this part. But he always like this. He always says, like, how's it feeling? You know, it's just, am I hitting something? The are you feeling good? You know, and and it's just it's great. It's awesome. Wow, he's it's checking like in. Dances. Yeah, I want to shake his hand. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. Well, I yeah, <laughs> so, I do. I do many times. So give him a hug for me. I will. Like Sandra says, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's so. awesome. Um, so for people out there in the world who might have a best friend, a mom, um, themselves, their partner, um. Di- recently diagnosed or going through treatment right. and they're shutting down and not feeling sexy. Like, I don't feel sexy. I don't want to have sex. Ugh, like, this isn't the time for mm-hmm. me or I'm scared. Um, are there any words of encouragement um, or some advice you would like to give give someone uh, that would be helpful to share with people in, in listeners' lives? Well, I think we are sexual beings. So I think the last thing, I mean, the first thing that we shouldn't give up is our sexuality. Mm-hmm. The first place that we should find pleasure, even if we don't have a partner. And I'm really concerned about girls who have cancer, who are young or are single, um, is to, you know, pleasure ourselves and to keep that as active as we can, because it'll keep you feeling feminine Mm -hmm. and human at a time where you're not going to feel that way. And so, um, you know, I just... I, I encourage yeah. <laughs> all women to go into a sex shop that they feel they're comfortable with. I don't really like the online thing because I think as females, we like to touch. We like to actually have, you know, some. It, we have to have a relationship with the things that we put in our bodies mm-hmm. as we should, mm-hmm. you know. So going at least going into a sex shop and, and being able to touch things and you know, do I like that? Does that feel good? Is all a part of the experience? It's a, that's part of the sexual experience too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not everybody has access to right. a Well, then you uh, have positive. to. Yeah. But um, like I'm just trying to think it's hard to shop for yourself when you don't have anyone guiding you. Right. And you come to a website and you're like, I have no idea exactly what I should get. Um, right. But I'll try and. You know, I, for this podcast, I'll put a few stuff on uh, on, on com about like what kind of, if you want to dilate, what are some dilators? Exactly. And, and nice ones. Loops. Like that's my other thing. If you're going to go out and you're going to buy a sex toy, like when I was buying the dildo, don't buy cheap crap. Buy the <laughs> best goddamn dildo that you can find. And afford. Because, well, because you're taking care of yourself. Yes, and it's actually really important to have something that's that's healthy. If it smells like chemicals, or right, or why would you put that in you? You have, or at least cover it up. If, if you really can't afford anything, but like a twelve dollar dill, and that you need to sit Wait, on dill, dill, dildo. Never heard that abbreviation dill. before. <laughs> uh, it's cash. It's real $12 cash. Twelve dollar dill. Yeah. Twelve dollar dill. Mm. It's a twelve dollar dill. Yeah. But you need to cover it. It's um, but something that you feel comfortable because when somebody's having issues, really just sitting on it and yeah. lubing it up. Lubing, lube. Watching your favorite lube. movie. Yeah. And just sitting there for 15, 20 minutes and just kind of letting your body accommodate right. and relax. It's really important. It's really important. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I I wish more women had great 
I'm, we're so blessed in LA to have, you know, to, I don't, can I say names where you work? Cause can, oh, yeah, no, totally. Oh, like to have the pleasure chest where I go and it's all women. Like there's a lot of women that work there and yeah. they're totally straight up to me. Like I, I, okay. I hadn't really done a blow job and I didn't really know what I was doing. And I read a couple books, but that really wasn't helping me. Oh, didn't I give wow. you some blowjob tips? Yeah, you tips? gave me blowjob right. tips. And I was all like, do it like this. It's yeah, because right. you want to so be able cool. to make Welcome. your guy feel yeah. good. <laughs> no, I mean, Welcome. you know, like if your guy's going to sit there and he's going to make you feel good, you want to reciprocate so that you both end the experience going, wow, that's cool. That's cool. Have totally sushi. You know, like, you know, it was adorable. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, I just think, and we don't, we're not taught. So, you know, like, like, and maybe in cancer, when you are feeling that you're really dry, when you are going through those times where you're really down and you're, maybe your hair is falling out because you're having a really bad chemo, mm-hmm. you can give a guy a blow job. Yeah. You or, know, or you can, there's other, like, there's so many ways to have sex to connect and we need to have those options. Yeah. We need to know what all the ways of connecting are. So if something is down for a moment, we can find pleasure with that other mm-hmm. person or the thing that we talked about with vaginal cancer uh, issues, like when you have, what am I trying to say? When you have cervical Atrophy. cancer oh, mm-hmm. and they take out, you know, your, um, they give you a hysterectomy and you actually do have a shorter vagina mm-hmm. and you know, you like it. We just, you can still have sex. It's just what you need to, you need to learn how you need to, you need to not be afraid of your body and you need to not be afraid to talk about something that's just normal. Yes. It's just normal. You hear that guys? Yeah. Sex and nerds. when, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yep. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, you're welcome. I really I hope I helped. It. I mean, I don't... Rachel, you've been great. great. Thank you. Yeah, it was Thanks. great to meet you. Yeah, okay. All right. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what have we learned today? I have um, I have learned that that in the actual action of doing and living with ca- cancer, you really do just need intimacy still. And even if you're not feeling sexy, connect with a partner and really enjoy your body still because that's what we're here for is for enjoying that sort of thing yeah so hey, and you're so positive and uh and filled with life I, yeah. it's inspiring thank like, you yeah i uh, yeah seriously yeah so everyone um, should take a page out well of here's book. the thing if you have sex during cancer if you look at yourself as being viable if you fight if you just let go of that idea that you're damaged in any way your cancer treatment will not hurt as badly. You will feel better when you're done and it will be a moment in your life. It won't define who you are. Yeah. So that's why it's important. There's some truth for you. Yeah. Totally. Great. Um, is, is there, do you have a website or any work that you do uh, that you want to talk about? Or There's a group in New York called the Bare Naked uh, Bake Sale. And I did a I like fin- give cancer the finger campaign where, That's yeah, we all got hilarious. naked and we gave cancer the finger in whatever way that we wanted. But it's a fundraiser for different causes. And that site's going to be up really soon. Oh, so, great. yeah. And so like cancer is one issue, but there's other issues that people have signed on for. But the campaign that I'm with is give cancer the finger. So and it will be dot com. It, yeah, it'll be a bare naked bake sale dot com. Okay. And it, I think it's coming up any time now. So fantastic. Yeah. So, so hopefully people, you know, will go there and want to purchase the stuff and, and help out. I um, love baked goods. Yeah. I'm actually my, uh, the, the cause that I backed is Botanicals for Hope, which is started, was started by a woman who had major breast cancer and was losing her nails and her skin was peeling Ooh. and was losing her hair. And she, in order to not puke, <laughs> sorry, um, started to, to, to make creams and nail things and stuff in her kitchen. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden her nails stopped falling off and her skin didn't peel. And, um, the natural ingredients actually help cancer patients who can't stand smell and stuff like that to have soft oh. skin and keep their nails on and, um, healthy like face washes and stuff. And Care it was all because she, couldn't she had to do something she couldn't just sit there being sick so that's where the money from my end of it will go but right dave where can people find you funny uh, man dave to the ross.com and you can uh follow me on twitter or add me on facebook from there right at the top so, and if you just yeah. want someone enjoyable to be at your event uh you can totally hire dave oh, to yeah, come can- and stuff 
and I'm be so awesome. bad about that stuff. I don't say, <laughs> yeah, you can book me a stand stand up comedy. I do that. <laughs> I do that stuff. Yeah, and you're a wonderful storyteller too. So I also do storytelling. Yeah. Oh, I have a stand up show downtown on Tuesdays. It's called Holy Fuck. Holyfuckcomedy.com. You should come, Rachel. It's a lot of fun. I will. And it's free. <laughs> That's the good word. I like that. Yeah, yeah, free is yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. And I am Sandra Doherty. Uh, you know me as Sex Nerd Sandra. And please do. I am raising money for my dear friend Elaine that you uh, enjoy the Taboo podcast too, if you can, because it's absolutely hilarious. And we learn, talk about really taboo things in, that she's really into. It's, it's another very sexy person. Um, well, because Rachel, you're very sexy too. You know. Thank you. Uh, no competition here, but you know, <laughs> yeah. hey, we can't have too many sexy yeah, people. Exactly. In the world. <laughs> More the merrier. Um, but uh, you can go to iheartmysharkfin.com because her cancer looks like a shark fin in the oh, x-ray. Okay. So that's why it says that. And uh, if we do raise $5,000, I am so making her put that video on YouTube. So if you've got five bucks to, to or throw Or 5,000 bucks. Or 5,000 bucks. Hey. I mean, truly, like I, I did donate $100 to her campaign. Um, I don't get paid for the, the work I do in this podcast and whatnot. So please, if you appreciate... Uh, me and the information and knowledge we are giving you, please do uh, donate to that campaign, to the the sexy back bake sale campaign. Like, just it's a good month to to give back. So I appreciate you, and I appreciate all your letters and your love that you send back to us in comments and iTunes comments. I love when you guys do that because it makes me feel so special <laughs> and better about myself. You know, at two a.m., I'm all like, they love. <laughs> so um, with that, thank you so much. Uh, that's sexnerdsandra um, dot com, and I'll talk to you next week. All right, bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com.